1: Good morning. My name is Colin, and I'll be your conference operator today. At this time, I'd like to welcome everyone to the Capstone Mining Q2 2021 results conference call. All lines have been placed on mute to prevent any background noise. After the speaker's remarks, there'll be a question and answer session. If you'd like to ask a question during this time, simply press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. If you'd like to withdraw your question, please press star, followed by two. Thank you. Mr. Annette, you may begin your conference. Good morning. I'd like to
2: welcome everyone on the call today. Please note that the news release and regulatory filings announcing Capstone's 2021 second quarter financial and operational results are available on our website and on CDAR. If you're logged into the webcast, we will be advancing slides of today's presentation, which is also available on our website. Joining me on the call today are our President and CEO, Darren Pilot, our Chief Financial Officer, Raman Rendawa, and our Chief Operating Officer, Brad Mercer. Following our brief remarks, there will be an opportunity for questions. Please note that the comments made on the call today will contain forward-looking information within the meaning of applicable securities laws. This information, by its nature, is subject to risks and uncertainties, and actual results may differ materially from the views expressed today. For further information on the risks and uncertainties pertaining to our business, please see Capstone's most recent filings, which are available on our website and on CDAR. And finally, I'll just note that all amounts we will discuss today are in U.S. dollars unless otherwise specified. Now I'll turn the call over to Darren Pilot.
3: Thank you, Gerald, and good morning, everyone. I'd like to start on the cover page of this presentation showing our tailings thickeners at Pinto Valley. The focus over the past several months has been to complete phase two of our PV3 optimization project with the majority of this year's work at the back end of our operation. These upgrades will improve reliable throughput and water recovery capability, thereby decreasing water consumption. Turning now to slide number six, I'd like to mention our 2020 sustainability report which we published recently and is available to download from the responsibility section of our website. This is Capstone's fifth annual sustainability report and it follows on the summary report for the period of 2018 to June 2020 which we published last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. The report was prepared in accordance with the core option of the Global Reporting Initiative standards and discusses how our approach and long-standing commitment to sustainable mining practices continue to guide our vision of a responsible, copper-focused mining company capable of generating value for all of our stakeholders. Our cross-functional ESG committee is currently developing our long-term ESG strategy to formalize our contributions to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals and we expect to incorporate this strategy into our 2021 sustainability report to be published next year. We're very proud of this achievement and commend our ESG team for their diligent work. We look forward to seeing their work reflected in our future results and ESG reporting initiatives going forward. Moving now uh, to slide seven. During Q2 of this year, we produced 43.3 million pounds of copper at cash costs of $1.91 per pound, thanks to a record production quarter at our Kozman mine and a strong quarter at Pinto Valley, in the context of a significant scheduled downtime as we focused on phase two PV3 optimization work. As of now though, all the major work has been completed and with that, we expect a strong second half to the year. I'm very pleased with Kozeman's performance as it was the first full quarter at expanded production rates of 3,800 tons per day, and the mine achieved the highest quarterly production in its history of 13.8 million pounds of copper in the quarter at a dollar per pound cash cost, which is at the low end of our cost guidance. Over now to slide number, <clears throat> slide number eight. Q2 financial performance was another record-setting quarter in Capstone's history with $128 million in adjusted EBITDA and $110 million in adjusted after-tax operating cash flow. Our cash balance has significantly increased to $172 million at quarter-end, and it's incredible to look back a year ago and see what a difference a year makes. We have added $336 million of cash onto our balance sheet over the past 12 months, or a three per share. Slide number nine now, and as I mentioned, this was a record quarter for Capstone, and this wouldn't have been possible if we hadn't invested into our future during the tough years of 2019 and 20. Both our mines are now operating at optimized levels and well-timed in this $4 copper environment. At Santo Domingo, we are making great progress on infrastructure sharing, capital reduction, and financing, financing discussions, and we expect to have an announcement on this during the quarter, third quarter. Over now to slide number 10. Q2 EBITDA of 128 million beat Street consensus of 100 million and first half, tax oper- first half tax operating cash flow of 205 million demonstrates our cash generation capability as we approach a permitted transformational growth phase with San Domingo Construction next year. On slide 11, uh, to put things into perspective, this chart shows this year's operating cash flow performance at June 30th compared to our historical
4: quarterly results. Now over to Raman. Thanks, Darren. We are now on slide 12. Our cash balance has increased quarter over quarter by 127 million to 172 million as of June 30th. We have an undrawn 225 million corporate revolver, which gives us just under 400, 400 million of current liquidity and growing in this $4 copper price environment. I'm very proud of how efficient we are turning cash flow from operations into cash bills onto the balance sheet. This has come as a result of keeping our corporate G&A low and not having to deal with interest on debt, given we have been debt-free since early Q1. Our year-to-date EBITDA of 247 million, if you annualize that as approximately 500 million, is a good indicator of our financing capacity as we look forward to Santo Domingo. In addition, we are benefiting from uh, input cost hedges we put in place during COVID-19 back in 2020. For example, at Pinto Valley, we fixed diesel prices for the majority of our planned consumption for 2021 and 2022, resulting in approximately two million of realized savings in the first half of 2021, and we expect realized savings at current prices of approximately five million through the end of 2022. We hedged fuel at $1.76 per gallon for this year, and current spot is around $2.35 per gallon just for reference. In addition, we hedged the Mexican peso at 23 pesos to US dollar, which is providing additional gains of $3 million for 2021. Turning to slide 13, our initial 2021 total capital guidance of 128 million issued in January was based on a 275 copper price environment. It also assumed we own 70% of Santo Domingo versus our current 100% ownership. The 100% ownership resulted in an increase of 9 million and another $11 million related to a few carryover items, commencement of Brownfield's exploration drilling, plus the decision to greenlight the cobalt fe- pre-feasibility study, which has now entered Phase 2. An increase of $22 million will be spent this year at Pendle Valley with one-time optimization investments in water management, and tailings and accelerated stripping, which you've seen in Q2, and additional expansionary capital related to advancing the PV4 study, and a booster station for jetty-assisted dump leach production. Overall, the increased spend is from a position of strength as we look forward to further investing in our business for growth and sustainability. Our previous capital investments during a period of sub-$3 copper prices and PB3 optimization and the Cozumann ramp are now paying significant dividends and align well with their focus on low capital and high return projects. Now we're on slide 14. In anticipation of a financing deal and construction decision on Santo Domingo, we had the project team update the initial capital estimate. You may recall the initial capital estimate is tied to the original 2018 feasibility study, which was further updated in 22 for capital certainty. The reduced capital estimate has increased by only $35 million. The increase primarily relates to labor materials, including increased steel prices and cost inflation, including updated process plan and line equipment quotations as well. Overall, the capital increase is approximately 10%, as one may expect, but largely offset by a change in the assumed U.S. dollar to Chilean Peso exchange rate from 600 to 700. Spot Chilean Peso is currently around 760, and we could hedge this in our favour once a construction decision has been made. Updating the capital estimate provides additional assurance prior to a construction decision. Now I'll turn it over to Brad to provide a review of the operations.
5: Thank you, Roman, and good morning, everyone.
4: Uh, for our listeners, we are now on slide 15.
5: It was a very busy quarter of Pinto Valley with phase two of PV3 optimization work leading to significant planned downtime. Mill throughput averaged just under 50,000 tons per day, which was similar to Q3 uh, of 2020, where most of the phase one optimization work took place. We did see some minor production impacts due to workforce, sh- workforce sh- shortages, as there were road closures and evacuations due to several wildfires in the area. High recoveries of nearly 89% copper and improved head grades in the quarter of 0.33 helped deliver an overall strong result in light of the lower online time in the mill. PB4 study work is making good progress with the Jetty catalytic column leach test uh, kicking off and underway over the next nine to 12 months. An internal feasibility study for ERIES Hydrofloat continues as further engineering work is needed to dovetail this technology with a tailings management strategy that we intend to incorporate within the PV4 expansion. Another project uh, pyrite agglomeration a low capex potentially high impact project with strong environmental benefits as it would divert a stream of acid generating minerals away from the tailings storage facility. A tailing stream from flotation containing pyrite and calcopyrite will be agglomerated with dump leach feed and the result would lower sulfuric acid purchases and increase copper cathode production, recovering uh, extra copper from the tailings. Turning to slide 16, uh, ball mill number three was safely replaced at Pinto Valley in 30% less time this year than ball mill four's replacement last year which was an incredible feat and clearly shows the operations focus on continuous improvement, continuous improvement. The major focus for phase two optimization uh, has been upgrades to tailings thickeners and related tailings infrastructure. The upgrades will allow for higher recycled water rates and higher throughputs. We have also commenced the restart of our molybdenum flotation circuit during July and expect to ramp up production over the second half of 21. Molly prices have increased $8 per pound to over $18 per pound this year, which makes this an attractive byproduct at this time. Moving on to slide 17, Cosman ramp up is complete uh, with the mill averaging over 3,800 tons per day. You'll recall that was a target in the tech report in Q2. Grades average 1.86% during the quarter, and with the higher grades, we saw slightly improved uh, recovery, copper recovery, at 96.3. The mine realized record cash flow of $46 million during the quarter, which was an outstanding performance. We're very proud of this team. Construction of dry stack tailings and paste backfill facilities are in progress and on schedule. The purchase of long lead items is complete. The first full year of the operation will be in 2020. 20- 23 construction ending in 22, and we are excited about getting this plant installed as it will maximize the extraction of high-grade ore from this world-class a- a- asset. <clears throat> Excuse me. Exploration at Cozman has been focused um, on the west end of the Malanoche Footwall Zone with two surface rigs, and we are developing uh, two uh, west exploration drifts and crosscuts, and they are progressing well as well. Once they are completed, they will allow for easier infill drilling from underground in early 2022. Now on to slide 18. We believe the Santa Domingo cobalt project could result in one of the lowest cost cobalt producers outside of the Democratic Republic of the Congo. The 20 million cobalt pre-feasibility study announced in Q1 is progressing according to schedule and has entered phase two. A geochemical model is being developed to quantify pyrotiferous cobalt distribution throughout the ore body, which guided the location of drill holes for the current drill program, from which more samples will be obtained for further plant optimization testing. The drilling campaign started in May of 21, and from samples, uh, we will use Uh, to develop a 3D geometallurgical pyrite cobalt flotation model and in parallel engineering activities will continue to bring cobalt plant design the current PEA to a full FS study in 2022. Capstone expects to provide an update to the market on metallurgical work, process flow sheet design, updated cobalt reserves, reserves and resources in Q1 of 2022. Now, with that, I'll pass it back to Derek. Thank you, Brad. We added
3: this slide, uh, number 19, because the mining tax in Chile has been top of mind for many investors and our shareholders. San Domingo is is fortunate to have a 15-year tax stability agreement that commences following commercial production. This is clearly a significant attribute, and it's being recognized as such by the numerous partners and potential partners we are engaging with. We view Chile as a top mining jurisdiction to invest in and expect it to stay this way. On now to slide 20. We've been executing on our plan to become a 200 million pound producer of copper by next year. And with San Domingo under construction, we will have over 100% production growth by 2024 with lower costs in the future to look forward to. The PV3 optimization investments we have made at Pinto Valley to increase production improved metallurgical and environmental performance, and decreased costs have been delivering great results. With the the project wrapped up, we expect to see sustainable operations moving forward. I'm excited about the true potential for Pinto Valley being unlocked in the upcoming PV4 study due to be released next year. Slide 21. Innovation is key to unlocking incredible value for us at Capstone and we look to apply a number of technologies including the jetty catalytic leaching to boost copper cathode production from low-grade material and Aries coarse particle flotation to boost copper recovery by 6% or higher. At Kozaman, I'm pleased that our paste backfill plant and dry stack tailings plant is on schedule and on budget. This project will give the mine optionality as we look to extend the mine life well into the 2030s. I'm also pleased that our Pace Dry Drystack tailings plant is on schedule uh, as it'll also ensure strong operational performance and extend the mine life. At San Domingo, the project is advancing at a fast pace right now and along with the port deal, we are focused on rail and other infrastructure sharing agreements to reduce the capital outlay as well as lower risk overall over the coming months we expect to have both the strategic partnership and financing announced for Santo domingo and that will keep us on track to delivering transformational growth for our shareholders we're in a strong position to execute this project as our cash balance is building before we open the call for questions and on slide 22 we would like to acknowledge and thank all the emergency response crews and volunteers who worked tirelessly control, to control the wildfires that broke out in Arizona last month. And in particular, the Telegraph and Mescal incidents, which prompted evacuations in neighboring communities and briefly disrupted communications and supplies to our Pinto Valley mine. Pinto Valley's infrastructure and personnel were always safe and we were, we were always very grateful for that. We are proud of the key role that our team plays in disaster prevention and emergency response efforts. And we reaffirm our unwavering commitment to support the communities in which we operate, to preserve their well-being and the integrity of the environments around us, because we're all in this together. So with that, we'll open the floor to any questions uh, anybody may have.
1: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll now begin the question and answer session. Should you have a question, please press star followed by one on your touch-tone phone. You'll hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request, and your questions will be polled in the order they are received. Should you wish to decline from the polling process, please press star, followed by two. If you're using a speakerphone, uh, please lift the handset before pressing any keys. One moment for your first question. Okay, so your first question comes from Oris Walkada from Scotiabank, please go ahead.
2: Hi, good morning. Uh, on the Santo Domingo process, it, I mean, your release talks about uh decision with respect to partnership and financing in the third quarter. Uh, so clearly we're pretty close to the finish line on that. I'm just curious at this stage has, ha- have you determined what the ultimate structure will look like? I remember when we talked three months ago, there were multiple tracks In terms of ownership for Capstone, fifty percent, seventy percent, hundred percent options. Can I I realize things are not finalized? But can you give us an idea of which track um, is the most likely outcome at this point? Um,
3: Yeah, thanks, Horace. It's Darren here. Yeah, yeah. You know, as you can imagine, it's been a little frustrating with with COVID and then with uh, with Chile coming out with um, some you know noise around taxes and royalties. And so, having to just understand how that how that's going to play forward, and understanding our strong position with our with our DL600 and our tax stability agreement, has created a little bit of uh, extra work for us in this process. But I guess the you know I can't say a lot about the structure, obviously, but I can say that Capstone's desire is to own as much of the project as we can, uh, as as with our balance sheet and financing capabilities growing. Uh, at this $4 copper environment, and we, we view this project as a tier one asset. So we'd like to we'd like to own as much as we can. And so uh, on that on that dual track process, that'll give you a bit of
2: guidance. Is there still is there a scenario where Capstone could proceed on its own at 100%? We
3: we, we are not contemplating that scenario right now. No. Uh, we we, okay. we would like to have a partner, yeah, no, we would like to have and feel very strongly that we will have a, a partner there.
2: Okay. I'll leave it there. Thank you, Darren.
1: Your next question comes from Dalton Barreto from Canaccord. Dalton, please go ahead.
6: <laughs> Thanks. Good morning, Darren and team. Uh, I just kind of want to pick up where Orish left off there. Uh, so, Darren, you said you do want to own as much of this project as you can. But, I mean, how much you can own the project is, is probably a function of who the partner is, right, and whether it's a mining company or, you know, like an off partner, as we've talked about. And so I'm, I'm curious as to whether having another mining company build the project is completely off the table now, given that you want to own as much of the project as possible?
3: Well, at this point, until we get it finalized, Dalton, then nothing is off the table, um, right, because we haven't finalized it, but I will say that like again, what I said to, to Oris was, we would like to own um, as, as much of the project as we can with ha- but but also including a minority partner in there, at least.:
6: Okay, and then you know, as you move forward uh, on the financing side of things, given where copper prices are, are you considering hedging over the construction period?
3: Are we considering hedging copper during the construction period? Is that what your question is? That's sorry? correct, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, everything is up for consideration, and, and, and obviously we look at the copper price and, and understand how that affects the project going forward. And depending on the capital contribution to Capstone and the risk to the balance sheet, you know, it, it is on the table for sure. Um, not, 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 not 100% uh, there yet, uh, depending on, again, how much of the capital contribution we do have to, to commit. Um, based on, on who are partners. But yeah, no, uh, absolutely, uh, it's, it's, it will be up for consideration to, to uh, insulate the balance sheet and keep it strong.
6: Got it. Okay. And then just maybe switching gears. Um, we've talked in the past about some of these regional opportunities around Pinto Valley. Uh, just curious as to where you're at on that. And how you're thinking about those in the context of P V four, or how you're thinking about P V four in the context of the of these opportunities.
3: Yeah, no, that, that's a great question. Um so so PV four, uh, as Brad mentioned on the call, the, the, the technical report is is scheduled to be completed in the fourth quarter of next year. And and that's due mostly to the length of time needed for the for the Jetty uh call and leach testing. You need nine to twelve months of testing before you can call anything a reserve there um and we we expect to get at least half of the waste that we would strip from pv4 would would hopefully come back as as uh as ore um through this process allowing our stripping costs to be significantly lower than what you'd normally get um you know at, at, at a mine so that's that's the pv4 tech report and that tech report will encompass everything on our property and only only with us, uh, only with our infrastructure and and, uh, and and resources and reserves, and then of course, there's, as you mentioned, the regional opportunity that's on top of that, and we continue to make extremely good process, uh, progress, excuse me, discussing uh, synergies with our neighbors um, around us. so we we feel good about um, um, potential partnerships with 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 our neighbors, and that's advancing um, you know month by month, week by week. Uh, and feel good about con- you know significantly con- consolidating the, the district um, in, in in kind of the near term future.
6: Got it. And then just maybe one last one for me. Any concerns around water rights as you uh, as you think about the P four expansion?
3: Any concerns around what? well water water is always a concern where we operate in, in air in arid climates being Arizona, Mexico and chile' it's top of mind, obviously and also from an ESG perspective us conserving and recycling as much water as we can um, is extremely important, so it'll always be one of, one of our top uh, risks and top um, things that we focus on, but we, we currently have a situation where we do have the water to to uh, operate where we are currently, and also at the rates we're thinking of around uh, PB4. Perfect.
6: That was my question. Thanks very much, Darren. Thank you, Dalton.
1: Your next question comes from Stefan
0: Iano from Cormark Securities, please go ahead. Thanks very much, guys. Just just kind of curious um with sort of the um sort of the transition of the whole Jetty idea from sort of, you know, PV3 into, you know, sort of course, I guess more sort of uh, fully detailed in PV4. I think there was some talk about a PV3 study coming out late this year just to sort of update the market as to exactly what that's looking like. Is that still the plan or are we so we just sort of look to the PV4 study in late 22 as the next big tech report at Pinto Valley?
3: Yeah, you're right, Stefan. We we were originally planning on end of year, you know, this year to incorporate some of these PV3 optimization projects that we've completed into the report, but decided because we hadn't put out a report for so long to make it uh, to update it earlier, uh, which which is the one that just came out. And so yeah, we we pro- we won't put one out now until until the end of next year, which will incorporate, you know, the PV3 optimized um, projects that are done, and then also include. The jetty and other things into the PV four study and and do one report at the end of next year.
0: Okay. Okay. Great. And then just um, just on COSIM and obviously the the whole you know the dry stack tailings uh, work is is going ahead. Is 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 the other Impact twenty three initiatives are they 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 continuing as as sort of previously detailed as well?
3: Yeah. And and Stefan, what I'll do is I'll I'll pass that one to Brad to answer because he's he's got more of the detail on that one. But good question.
5: Yes, absolutely. We are, you know, we are continuing to explore for extensions uh, uh, to the zone out to the west. Uh, We uh, brought in uh, Sandvik to help us train on getting better uh, drill blast procedures, higher uh, higher tons per meter. Um, That's going well. Uh, The other one is we are testing a number of ore sorting technologies. Uh, Bench scale testing looks very, very promising. Because uh, if you'll recall, there's about 7 million tons of resources that are not in reserves. Uh, we think uh, the best chance to get those in reserves are to, are, are to target through ore sorting. So we wouldn't sort everything that we all in the body. Uh, we would select uh, the more problematic higher dilution areas that are not currently in reserves, mm-hmm. send them to the bottom of the mine near the shaft, sort them there and bring them up the shaft. That's the concept. We're we're well into testing the two technologies, and we'll be making a decision uh, probably uh, in the next budget year. Okay, great, great. And
0: maybe just, just one last housekeeping qu- question for me. Just, you know, given the, the rise in copper price, I'm, I'm gonna, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's some payables due on the Minto sale, just given that the copper price has done so well. Is that something that's going to be coming through in the next quarter or so, or where are we at on that?
3: yeah no based on the the um based on copper price and where we're at, we would expect by year end to get the remaining payments. I believe it's fifteen million um in uh based on the copper price. so um looking forward to um to having that additional capital on the balance sheet and happy that the uh, minto mine is continuing to uh flourish under these uh strong copper prices.
0: okay yeah, great to hear great right. Thank,
6: thanks very much guys. appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: as a reminder, should you have a question, please press star, followed by one. Your next question comes from Craig Hutchinson from TD Securities. Please go ahead.
7: Good morning, guys. Um, My question's on Pinto Valley. At the start of the year, you guys were targeting, I think, 56 to 57,000 tons per day for the year. And then going into next year, serving sort of the range of 60 to 63,000 tons uh, per day. Is that still the case? Do you guys think you're going to be above 60,000 tons per day uh, starting and beginning of next year?
3: Hey, Craig. Yeah, it's, it's Darren. Um, yeah, exactly. You, you know, you saw us put, you know, Q4, Q1 of this year. We did run Q4 last year, Q1 this year. We did run it 56, 57 and, and can operate the, 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 the mine and the operation up. Up, up at 60 or even higher and then of course uh getting into the pv3 most of the optimization work occurred over the uh this last quarter our rates dropped down but we we were with most of the maintenance behind us we we were back up at that 56,000. expect to do that for the balance of this year and uh with some more um work on our back end and and, and tailings we expect to be up at at 60 or higher um next year as we said
7: Okay, great. And then in terms of the the spend in the areas hydro float, should we assume no spend this year and next, and that, that the spend would come more likely in 2023?
3: Yeah, we do, that's that's correct. We uh, we might do well. We will do some more engineering uh, as part of our PV4 study, but we were we're going to put it. The bulk of that would come after that study comes out and uh, with the capital with PV4. We realize that the the areas is uh, uh, works extremely well at Pinot Valley. It boosts recovery, but we do need to uh, to solve the rest of it to tie it all in together it doesn't It doesn't work as a standalone so it does have to be part of the p v four capital and study and so you'll see that you'll see that you won't see that spend come in until post twenty
7: twenty two okay, great And you mentioned earlier in your comments you know discussing synergies with your neighbors around Pinto Valley. Are you guys looking at a possible partnership to pick up some of the additional resources in and around Pinto?
3: Well, there's a lot of synergies. There's there's excess uh, water that is is around the area that, that needs to be treated by our neighbours that we could potentially take on and use on our dump leech, leeches and recover that copper responsibly. There's additional copper resources that... Some of our neighbors would never um, mine themselves, so there's lots of synergies, um, and it makes sense for all of us to be helping each other out to uh, produce a sustainable, uh, environmentally friendly um, operation going forward. And we do have the willingness of our partners, to, uh, of our neighbors, to engage in that. So there's, there's a lot of synergies from water to copper, to um, to brownfield infrastructure as well.
7: Okay, one last question for me, just on uh, Santo Domingo. Should we assume you'll have offtake um agreements in place in Q3 here with with the financing and, and partnership discussions?
3: I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, assume that. I mean we're we're pretty uh we're very fortunate that not only uh San Domingo but all of our concentrate is is currently unencumbered to off to long-term offtake agreements. So that's a and and all of our concentrate is is extremely clean and with no deleterious um elements. So we we that that's a strong um um, asset to have when you're acquiring a potential partnership. So it's on the table for sure, but I wouldn't assume that that is uh, definitely, you know, a part of any agreement necessarily. Okay.
7: Understood. Thanks, guys.
3: Your next question
1: comes from John Tamazov from John Tamazov Independent Research. John, please
2: go ahead. Thank you very much. In terms of shareholder dividends, is that something that we should think about three to five years from now, when Santa Domingo is uh, built and through the commissioning uh, stage, hitting the tons per day metrics in the feasibility study, or could it, is it something that could develop sooner?
3: Uh, thanks, John. That's a, that's a very good question. the strong copper environment, and um, you know, we, we we think about that a lot. And you know the short answer is you're right. Um, as long as we're turning one dollar into three dollars or four dollars with these high return uh, projects uh, initially around Pinnell Valley and Cozman, but as you mentioned the the big transformational um, asset is is, is is San Domingo in the future. so we would we would like to see that asset built, and our capital will be dedicated to that until we understand how much is needs to be allocated. and then, uh, we have uh, this tier one asset producing extremely strong ca- uh, uh, cash flows in all parts of the copper price cycle. And we would then look, as you mentioned, to uh, put in a dividend policy and be able to return meaningful cash to our to our patient shareholders. So, that, yeah, that is the current thinking exactly as you've outlined it.
6: Thank you and good luck.
1: There are no further questions at this time. I'll turn it back to Darren for closing remarks.
3: Okay. Well, thank you, Operator, and thank you, all of you, for joining us on the call today. Uh, We will release our Q3 results in October, and I look forward to updating you on progress then. In the meantime, don't hesitate to contact us with any additional questions you may have, and keep observing your local health officials' directive to stay healthy and safe. Have a great day, everybody.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this concludes your conference call for today. We thank you for participating and ask that you please disconnect your lines.
0: Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's Investor Relations section on their website. See you next time.